G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Let's turn our attention to the land of Israel. In biblical terms, Israel is the promised land. It's the land that God set aside for his chosen people. Well, our next guest today says, right now Israel is in danger. Hezbollah to the north has 130,000 rockets. Iran is just potentially weeks away from the nuclear threshold. And Hamas has threatened to open the gates of hell. The enemy is advancing and the land of Israel and Jerusalem look like being divided again. Stan Goodenough is a journalist, writer and speaker. He's known as the Jerusalem Watchman. He's an Israel-licensed evangelical tour guide and is a wonderful commentator on issues developing around Israel. Stan Goodenough, a special welcome back to 2020. Always good to be with you, Neil. Thank you so much. Stan, even as I'm delivering that detail in the introduction, it sounds a little alarmist to some. How significant is it that all of these things seem to be coming together and the threat to the nation of Israel? Neil, I think we can, I think as as Christians, and I imagine that most of uh, your listeners are, uh, as Christians, we need to see what's happening in and around Israel from a biblical perspective. And as you mentioned, yes, it is a land that God gave uh, in his words, uh, which are unchallengeable. uh, uh, He gave exclusively and forever to the Jewish people. Uh, The Bible also foretells that in the end of days, the Jewish people will be gathered from where they were scattered worldwide and brought back to their promised land, and that God promises that he will keep them there as a shepherd keeps his sheep. Now, we know that he is a good shepherd. So since 1882, we've been watching this ingathering of Jews, this incredible detailed fulfillment of of biblical prophecy, and we know what it's all heading towards as believers in, in Jesus or Yeshua, as we say his name in Hebrew. We know what it's heading towards. It's heading towards the coming of Messiah. Uh, it's not just the land given to the Jews. It's also the place, the stage, if you like, for God's plan of redemption. Uh, Jesus was born there, uh, lived, ministered, died and rose from the dead. He left there. He's coming back there. And he's coming back there, as we Christians believe, He's coming for, uh, he's returning. The Jews believe the Messiah is yet to come. But we all believe that he's coming to that place. And if that's true, and as Bible believers, uh, of course, it is true unequivocally for us, then the massive assault from, as you, as you listed them there, from, from uh, Iran and Hezbollah and, and Hamas, but also, also from the international community that rejects largely Israel's presence in the very place where Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob walked, rejects that as an illegal occupation and has marshaled all of its diplomatic forces to drive Israel out of those areas, labeling the Jews that live there illegal settlers, 
and and generating a, a an illegitimacy in the minds of almost everybody and probably most Australians to Israel's presence to the Jewish people's presence in that land or in the heart of that land it's a massive assault it's assault on every level uh, and it's not a, it's not um sensationalistic to say it it is a fact Israel faces existential threats from every point of the compass. All right. There no, are significant Christ- threats. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so mm. uh, are we, as Christian believers, suffering from some level of fatigue? Or is there just a complacency that's drifted in? Or as you say, so many issues that are distractions to the real game. You know, As Christians, we know we're called to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And uh, perhaps that goes beyond just being on our knees but to, to actually be supportive of what goes on in Israel, how do you see the evangelical Christian response? Well, let's, uh, I know your, your audience is not exclusively Australian, but let's focus on your country, your very big, uh, very distant land, far away from Israel, where there are legitimate concerns. You've just had an election which has changed your government. Uh, you have a, an increasingly uh, threatening Chinese presence not far, not that far from your mainland. You, you have climate change issues, floods, horrific floods. Honestly, you, you, there are so many things to be focused on as Christians. We are distracted in every direction. And it's not that those things are unimportant. But what's, what we cannot get away from, those of us who have a Bible next to our bedsides, those of us who go, <clears throat> who go to church and who worship the Lord God of Israel, the Father of Jesus, those of us who consider the word, uh, the Bible, to be the word of God, from Genesis to Revelation, what we cannot get away from is that the main focus of everything written between Genesis and Revelation is, is the land of Israel and the Jewish people. This is the main focus of Scripture apart from Jesus himself. And, and yet for most of us, it's peripheral. We think about it now and then when there is a, uh, another terrorist attack or, or another major diplomatic event takes place. So, so how, how, how even reasonably can one expect evangelicals to keep their attention and focus on Israel with all of this other noise and all of these other issues happening? And the simple answer is it's probably humanly not very reasonable to expect that we would. And yet, every day we go to our Bibles and we have our time with God. What we're dipping into, what we're reading, what we're drawing from, is a book that that, that has that land and that nation at its at its center. So, if we're staying close to the book, close to the Word, and on our knees in prayer, close to the Lord God Himself, then it's actually not. It may be humanly um, unreasonable to expect people to focus, Christians to focus on Israel, but not really. The closer we stand to the word, the closer we stand to the Lord, the more Israel will appear central to our to our focus. It's certainly central from that perspective, from a biblical point of view, to his focus. So we might feel as though there are distractions and we've got our own problems and we don't necessarily feel like we've got time for Israel. But as you say, as a biblical Christian, there is a constant reminder that the people of God do matter. We might be thinking, do they have the capacity to look after themselves? Uh, are they concerned about their own future right now? What's if you're checking the pulse of the people in Israel right now? How do you hmm. how do you see them right now? When Jesus was uh, in the land of Israel, 
um, as uh, when he was ministering there. The Bible tells us that he he saw the people around him uh, confused as 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 sheep without a shepherd. And what respond what what his response was was compassion and ministry. That was and it came it all came from a, a, a welling up heart of love and compassion for the nation. Of course, it's a compassion and a, and 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 a, a concern that we should carry as well. When we look at Israel today, we see them mulling about like sheep without a shepherd. We tend to often view, many Christians tend to view Israel through rose-colored glasses, as if it's the holy people in the holy land and, and everything is just hunky-dory, but it's not. There's, there's incredible internal division and confusion. And, and as the noise and the clamor of danger grows around the country, instead of uniting against it, uh, the Jewish people are increasingly divided. So that's a focus for attention, uh, for, for prayer. It's, 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 it, as I see it, we may be far away. We may be individuals. We, we may be anything from, from a farmer to a housewife to a politician to a, uh, to a, to, to a newsreader, to a news broadcaster. But as, as sons and daughters of God, we are part of what he is doing. We can play a part in what he is doing because it impacts on us. It's not just that Israel is important for the people of God who are the Jews. It's that our destiny as the great teacher Derek Prince used to used to say, our destiny is tied up with Israel's. We have one ultimate future together, so we should keep them in prayer. And 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 yes, uh, be aware that they are not uh, this uh, the saintly righteous nation. They are they are torn with all kinds of divisions, uh, but they certainly need our prayer. And in a world that hates them as much as Israel is hated, uh, they need our support. There's a temptation, isn't there, to be entertained by the biblical narrative, to be entertained by the breaking news out of Israel and the Middle East and the fulfilled prophecies and such things. But I know you reflect on your own role because, uh, you know, you're called the Jerusalem Watchman. You say that a watchman isn't necessarily there just to be entertained by beautiful sunsets and wildflowers. But there's a certain responsibility that you carry. So uh, if we were all putting ourselves into the role of watchman too, how does that responsibility look as it sits on our shoulders? Well, I'm going to come back to you rather uh, directly, um, Neil, and say that actually, according to the Bible, all of us who make mention of the Lord have been placed as watchmen on the walls of Jerusalem, wherever we are in the world. It's actually a calling on all. That's what it says. All of you who make mention of the Lord, I have set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem, the prophet Isaiah records God as saying, all you who make mention of the Lord, give yourselves no rest and give him no rest until he establishes Jerusalem and makes her a praise in the center of the earth. That's, that's a directive to all of us. See, we mustn't believe that we are New Testament Christians and that the Old Testament is for the Jews or it's old, it's no longer relevant. It's the word of God. So, uh, yes, it, it, and it's and it's a it's a it's a life or death calling being a watchman because you're you're talking about the survival of a nation. You're talking about the all the forces of hell arrayed against uh, that nation and ultimately against God, our God. So we all have a place, not to, as you say, um, uh, I guess quoting me, look at the wildflowers and 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 and, and the lovely sunsets, but the dangers and calling them out. In, to our, in our political circles, to our, to our own uh, government, go governmental leaders, um, to our fellow believers who are ig ignoring or oblivious to the centrality of Israel, uh, to all of our destiny and to, and to God's focus at, right, at this time when he says, 
that he is that he is consumed with a zeal for Zion, a great a great zealousness, and he's going to return to Jerusalem. That's what he says. So our hearts should all be tuned in to him there. No doubt there'll be listeners who do take very seriously their call to be on their knees and in prayer for their own communities and for their own churches, uh, for also. Uh, the peace of Jerusalem, the thought that, yes, we're called to pray for the people of God. Uh, so we're reminded that there's a spiritual battle going on, and sometimes mm. it's easy to forget that if you're not confronted by things, but the spiritual battle, Stan, how do you reflect mm. on that? Well, I think um, as, as Christians, there are kind of two spheres, if you like, that we that we focused on. One is our own personal relationship with the Lord. That's the most important. We need to, uh, how, how does it go? Seek he first the kingdom of God uh, and, and his righteousness. We need to be in pursuit of his kingdom and his righteousness. This is our first calling. And insofar as we stay close to him and we guard our hearts and we stay in the place of repentance and um um, and a willingness to be used by him in that relationship. That's our first sphere, and it affects our relationships at home, in our community, in our congregation, uh, in our in our country. Uh, but there is also the the position of of the watchman. The spirit, the battle against Israel, it manifests uh, as a physical battle, but it is spiritual because ultimately it's not yin yang, it's not light and darkness, it's not good and bad. It's it's God. And it's the enemy of God, Satan, and all the forces that he can marshal to prevent the coming of the one who bruised his head at Calvary and who is going to cast him into, in, into, the, into hell. That's, uh, that's, his, that's his end. So the, the battle is intense, uh, and it manifests in our personal worlds. We're all under attack by him. He's out to steal, rob, and destroy, um, including our faith, our salvation. He's after that. Um, but he's also out to prevent or, or, or delay as long as possible uh, the coming of the king who will ultimately defeat him. So it's massively spiritual. Uh, and, 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 and let us not, however, in my, this is my understanding, let us not uh, uh, separate the spiritual from what's happening all around us in the physical, because the, the physical is a manifestation of what's happening in the spiritual. Both are part of the same war. Well, you're reminding us, a sober reminder, that things are not all good and right in Israel and that there is a call for the believer to be, as the watchman on the wall, on lookout and a part of that spiritual battle uh, for the people of Israel. Stan, good enough. Uh, always appreciate your insights. Let me point listeners to how they can find articles that you write about Israel at jerusalemwatchman.org. That's jerusalemwatchman.org. Stan Goodenough is a journalist, a writer, speaker. He's known as the Jerusalem Watchman, an Israel-licensed evangelical tour guide. jerusalemwatchman.org. Stan, thanks so much for giving us an update today on 2020. My pleasure, Ian. Thank you. Neil, thank you so much. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.